Hello, kings and queens. You're listening to Affirmations of Excellence, an offering of personal devotions to fuel your week. I am your guide, Ariel Ellis, and I'm so excited to create a space of encouragement and inspiration for each of you. The person who lives a life of excellence is one who is willing to do and to dare. As living souls made in God's image, we are not called to mediocrity. We are called to excellence. Excellence is the result of a prosperous, well-lived, and fulfilled life. And this podcast is for those who sense a royal calling on your life. Those who are learning to hear God's voice and clarity and need motivation for the assignment. And who want to live out his calling with excellence. Each week, we'll explore themes of everyday life and talk through ways to escape mediocrity and find true fulfillment. We have all been lied to before, and we've all told a lie before. There's a lot of suspicion in today's information society about what is true and what isn't. It's confusing at times to know when you're being lied to, especially when the information comes from a trusted source or from someone in authority. In a world filled with controversy and conspiracy, lies come a dime a dozen. We never know what to believe. Lies hurt worse when they come from the mouths of those we love and care about. And though we may not feel it at the moment, lies hurt us when we tell them due to the dishonesty that we've dished out. Whether a little white lie or a life-threatening lie, the deception of a lie can reveal hurt, mistrust, and betrayal, and can eat away at your confidence and your conscience. But what about the lies we tell ourselves? The untrue things we can't seem to get over, the unproven assumptions we uphold as truth, the unsupported evidence we piece together. It's a dangerous habit to believe lies about yourself. We can get caught in a vicious cycle of perpetuating horrible lives that point the finger in our own faces and hinder every bit of excellence we could achieve. So how do you undo the lies embedded in your mind that make you believe the worst about your own existence and identity? Let's dive in here. Kings and queens, be sure to rate, share, and subscribe as you listen today. And to support this podcast, visit my page on anchor.fm and click support. Do you ever wonder if you're living the life you're supposed to be living? Do you ever feel somehow life was supposed to be different, better, or more fulfilling, and somehow you missed God's plan? I shared with you on last week's episode about time, how that was a real feeling for me once and how I was able to quickly snap out of it. I just refused to believe the lie. The lie that devastation and disappointment were meant to be the norm. The lie that brokenness and despair was a routine way of life. The lie that convinces you that you're stuck, trapped, or doomed. The lie that arrests your hope and imprisons your future. When someone lies to us, they seem to withhold information, either from guilt, fear, or an attempt to avoid conflict, or make it easier to have a pleasant exchange. The lie gets the story straight. The lie keeps expectations intact. The lie maintains reputation. The lie repairs the offense. Or so it seems. Lies flourish in social uncertainty. When people no longer understand or agree on the rules governing their behavior toward one another. We lie more than we think we do. Haven't we all lied without being caught? God tells us that he hates a lying tongue and defines a lie as an intentional violation of the truth, which can be of commission 
or omission and includes dishonesty, deceit, and false or misleading representations. We may never know for sure each time we're being lied to, but what we often forget is that lies corrupt one of the most important qualities of a human being, their excellence. Truth, honesty, and authenticity are all intricately wrapped in excellence, which means lying affects the ability to make free, rational choices as we pursue a life of excellence. Each lie contradicts some part of a person's excellence that adds to their moral worth. Lies also rob others of their freedom to choose rationally. When a lie leads someone to decide something opposite of what they would have had they known the truth, the lies of someone else have now damaged their dignity, identity, and autonomy and made them question the potential for excellence to be seen in them. It's as if you think so less of a person, you don't mind insulting their intelligence or offending their instincts to the point that they don't trust you. And eventually, as a result of your dishonesty, they don't trust their own ability to discern a truth from a lie. And when trust declines, doubt spreads, cynicism repeats itself, and our overall quality of life drops, all as a result of a lie. I am a lie detector. Seriously. I can sniff out a lie in a heartbeat, not because I'm good at lying myself. I actually am not that great of a liar. I'm very honest and transparent, but more than that, people find me easy to trust. I consider it a tool of my excellence. So I could lie as much as I wanted and people would probably still believe me. If you have a reputation of being an honest person, people are much more likely to believe anything you say. I'd never betray that trust by being dishonest, especially when it comes to important situations and my most valuable relationships. But I know who has lied to me or omitted pertinent information, and I often choose not to call them out on it. What's done in the dark will always come to the light, so I strategically wait, pray, and let them expose themselves. I also know when I'm being told the truth. The law of sowing and reaping is real. And I believe my honesty has won a fair exchange of truth within my interactions and that the dishonest behavior or hidden truths that others have used to deceive me will return back to them in some way, shape or form. So I think the reason I can detect lies or sense when importing details are being left out or have a strong sense that I'm being deceived is solely attributed to discernment. This is the kind of discernment that only God can give. And not to mention, I have a woman's intuition, that gut feeling that keeps you so in touch with your spirit that you become that much more sensitive to and in tune with the spirit of others. It's the kind of discernment that only comes through devotion and dedication to listening to the Holy Spirit so much that you can decipher a truth from a lie. Because most times when someone has been dishonest with me, whether personally or professionally, God will reveal it. I know that might sound weird, but I've gotten a hunch on several things when someone had not so good intentions toward me, or I sense some dishonesty in our communication, or something was being hidden, or something had been done without my knowledge, and every time God shows me, or he blocks it, or he removes me, or even removes the liar and their access to me. Also, as a professional communicator, I'm trained to study words, their function, and their impact, whether verbal or nonverbal. I am groomed to ask questions, ask them repeatedly, and ask them in such a way that I get the most insightful and authentic answer possible. There's a finesse that people like me have with words. The kind of finesse that the average person most likely won't have. So when we hear words, we instinctively suspect, analyze, and assign them for their value. 
How valuable is what I'm hearing? How factual is it? Is there more to the story? And what relevance does it hold for me and others who might hear it? Words excite me. I find words intriguing, more so the conversations and the interactions that words build and carry deep meaning. Nothing is face value. There's always more beneath the surface. So when I am being lied to or information is being withheld, I'll often know it for sure. Most of us know full well that lying is wrong, so why do we do it? Lots of scientific research has been done on lies and the deception it spreads. A study by Dr. Bella DiPaolo and Wendy Morris found that good human lie detectors are often likely to be good intuitive psychologists. They figure out how a person might think or feel if lying in a particular situation and then look for behavioral indications of those thoughts or feelings. At the University of Texas at Austin, psychology professor Dr. James Pennebaker says deception appears to carry three primary markers. First, fewer first-person pronouns, such as avoiding statements of ownership, distancing themselves from their stories, and avoiding taking responsibilities for their behavior. Second, more negative emotions, such as the words hate, worthless, or sad, as liars are generally more anxious and sometimes feel more guilty. And third, fewer exclusionary words, such as accept, but, or nor, which are words that indicate that liars distinguish what they did from what they did not do, because liars seem to have a problem with this complexity and it shows in their communication. You may not be a wordsmith like me, but when it comes to lies, it really doesn't matter, because detecting a lie often comes down to one thing. Trusting your instincts. And if that's the case, I wonder how many of us can detect our own lies. Not the ones you tell others, the ones you tell yourself. What lies have you told yourself? And which lies do you believe about you? According to scripture, all lies are egregious and most damaging for those who believe them. Consider the first lie ever recorded. For starters, in the book of Genesis, the serpent said to Eve, You will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of the fruit, your eyes will be open and you will be like God. From that moment forward, humankind had to face the downward spiral of sin and death. When these words were spoken, Adam and Eve were situated in a perfect world. But even in a perfect world, if the enemy can isolate us, he can influence us. He can make us believe everything God has declared is false. He can trick us into seeing something the way it was never intended to be seen. He can deceive us into developing our disappointments into destructive choices. He can seduce us with sin and shame. He can infiltrate the purest of thoughts and prayers. He can slip in slight whispers to reinforce our weaknesses and inadequacies. He can separate us from peace and push us toward pain. Oh, he is a liar. John chapter 8 and verse 44 says, He was a murderer from the beginning and abides not in truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own, for he is a liar and the father of lies. We're talking about the enemy, y'all, the evil one, and there's no sense in acting like he doesn't exist. We believe there's a God, a good, good father who loves us unimaginably so. Then we've got to acknowledge that there's an enemy who in no way is as powerful as God, but has nothing else on his agenda but to kill, steal, and destroy. And his best tactic is to flood you and overwhelm you with the weapon of a lie. Luke chapter 6 verse 4 tells us, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. 
How often have you let lies come out of your mouth? How often have you let lies disturb your life? What untrue things have you said or done that you haven't forgiven yourself for? Or worse, you felt justified in committing. What lies have you held on to from your childhood? From that period of discouragement? From that low time in your life? Did someone plant a seed of deceit in your mind and somehow you just keep watering it? What have your words been revealing about the lies you believe about yourself? When was the last time you admitted to yourself that you were better than the lies you choose to believe? Take a second to think about it. Kings and queens, what consumes us, controls us. The enemy wants our hearts to be consumed with lingering thoughts of disappointment and unmet expectations because when that happens, we expect darkness, doubt, and defeat. You want to be free from the lies that have held you back, rearranged your path, prompted you to settle, paused the healing of your heart, interrupted the wholeness of your life, and sidetracked your destiny. No, you cannot let lies keep you from experiencing the excellence of God's promises. But it cannot happen until you get honest with yourself. You have to say enough is enough. You have to move away from the woe is me, it'll always be this way, pity party you keep hanging out at. You have to divorce the bad ideas and the language that has been deposited into you by others, even if they are your loved ones. There are many lies we might tell ourselves, but the biggest one is that I'm not good enough. Whenever you think you are less than in comparison to someone else, it means you believe something is wrong about you. And something is wrong about the way God made you. Whether it's your looks, height, weight, wealth, career, personality, upbringing, family history, education level, or career status. Anytime we think those things are not up to par with someone else's standards or we've been judged and scrutinized because of it, that's when the lie starts to take root. Sometimes the lie didn't have to come from someone else. It's our own insecurities that have formed the lie and allowed it to fester. Keep in mind that lying is sinful even when we do it subconsciously. So it's important to understand that self-deception is self-imposed. Wrong decisions based on temporary pleasures when we told ourselves the lie of what we could get away with will always lead us to a place of dissatisfaction, depression, and destruction. To be deceived by someone else is painful. But to deceive yourself is likened to a vice. Kings and queens, we have to remember that we live from identity and not for identity. Who we believe we are determines everything we believe we can do and everything we believe we can become. God wants us to rid ourselves of the lies and live from a place of true identity instead of for our identity. This way, we can be completely secure in him. This requires a shift in mindset, one that makes our identity certain instead of uncertain, makes us look internally instead of externally, and makes us see the absolute truth instead of a relative truth. Dismiss the lie that your identity is uncertain and can be lost or changed at any moment. Dismiss the lie that your external, who you are on the outside, determines your true identity instead of the internal, who you are on the inside. Dismiss the lie that your identity is based on comparison, whether you are better or worse than someone else. 
A shift in mindset means you can break free of the lies you've been telling yourself. I met Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith at a writer's workshop last year. And in her book, Set Free to Live Free, she talks about the seven types of lies we have to overcome. She says we should overcome the lie of perfection, overcome the lie of envy, overcome the lie of image, overcome the lie of balance, overcome the lie of control, overcome the lie of emotions, and overcome the lie of limitations. She's right. When our hearts are hurt and life gets really hard, we need these reminders. I know I sure do. And what I found is that declaring my identity in God will increase my faith and decrease any deception. A few ways to get rid of the lies include reading the word daily, take any negative thoughts captive and replace them with the word so you can debunk the lies you believe about God, yourself and others. Eliminate any media habits or online content that remind you of the lies and reinforce the deception. Clean up your self-talk and start affirming yourself with healthy and positive words. Become friends with people who are emotionally healthy, mentally sound, and spiritually strong. Turn bad memories into new potential to help and minister to others who have suffered through the same kinds of lies you did. Pray for peace, emotional maturity, and a community of believers who can help you walk in excellence and can deposit the truths you need within. God will use everything in your life, including your past and your flaws and your weaknesses, to bring glory to his excellent strength. Let me declare to you today that you are enough. From this day forward, there will be no more lies. Lies cannot and will not have the victory in your life. God has given you everything you need to be who he's called you to be. Your excellence is within. Your past will not define you. Your present will not defeat you. And your future will not scare you. You will no longer be a victim or a loser or a liar. Now that we've dismissed the lies and welcomed excellence, let's pursue these affirmations for the week. Say this with me. I am an overcomer. Lies have no place in my life. I will no longer run from, hide from, or deny my past. I forgive those who have lied to me or about me. I forgive myself for lying to me or about me. My words and thoughts will be filled with excellence. Kings and queens, may you be fully equipped to master excellence in the world this week. Go be excellent and don't forget your crowns.